0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Got a
1: good show for you. Strap in, get ready, the countdown's begun to boom, blast off. Let's talk investing, let's talk money, let's talk fun investment tech stories and much, much, much more. We could talk Lyft today. I was going through their IPO filings yesterday and came up with some interesting insights. Or at least I think they're interesting. Um, We'll talk a little about Lyft drivers and the cost of business and Lyft scooters. We'll call it Scooternomics because we need a name for everything. And Scooternomics is just as good as any other one that I can come up with at this point in time. I know you're saying, man, what, what did you have for breakfast? I want some of that. Oatmeal. I know you're saying delicious. Um, All sorts of stories out there today. Samsung's working on a phone where the screen will hide the front camera. I know you're saying, I've been waiting my whole life to have a, a selfie camera that I can't see the camera. Okay, fair enough. That's not the exact sexiest one out there. U.S. grounds Boeing 737 MAX planes yesterday, citing links between two fatal crashes where it looks like... And again, I'm not jumping to conclusions, but the planes went down at about the same time and about the same specifics were you know, being played out. Now, again, I know nothing, but this affects United Airlines, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines. So more than 350 Boeing 737 Max jets in global fleets, 74 in the U.S., Um, we'll talk about that. I was driving yesterday, driving my car and, uh, the news hit on Boeing. I'm like, ah, let's take a look at Boeing. I'm tempted to jump in now because now we've gotten bad news on the crashes. We've gotten bad news from countries saying, you know what? We're grounding all those puppies, all those birds probably is better way of saying it. And now you have the U S shutting them down. Could it get worse? Yeah, but that's a lot of bad news. If you're with me or against me, Hey, it's national pie day. I hate things like National Pie Day. Hate them. And yet, something tells me there's someone like, you know, National S'mores Day. There's a a s'mores foundation that that pays people to send out press releases about being National S'mores Day. Now, who doesn't like s'mores? I don't like s'mores. I'm not a marshmallow kind of guy. Marshmallow the DJ? Sure. Marshmallow the big sugary puffy thing? Not so much. So today's Pie Day. And you can get free pizza or pizza for $3.00. And 14 cents. <laughs> Cute, right? 7 Eleven. You can get one slice of pizza for 50 cents. Bertucci's. Buy a large pizza, get a second pizza for $3.14. Blaze Pizza, which I believe is partially owned by LeBron. LeBron. Um, $3.14 for a pizza. One poor order in, in restaurant only. BJ's Restaurants. Uh, we got enough of this, right? Domino's. Get a mini one topping pizza for $3.14. Hmm. At BJ's, Domino's, let's see what they got Um, no, no it's, it, it seems like all they got is the Piece of the Pie Rewards members And you take a picture of a pizza And you're able, no No, 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 Domino's messed it all up Anyhow, I think that's kind of um, Ridiculous that our society Celebrates National Pie Day But it's okay It's okay, I'm gonna get over it I'm angry, I'm upset I'm cold, I'm a little bit on the cranky side so let's take a look at the markets and, you know, some just some conversation. This doesn't have to be uh, the end-all, be-all. GE is warning. Warning, Will D- Robinson, danger, Will Robinson, danger. So they're warning that earnings are going to not be so great. GE is it's that old woman from the commercial. I've fallen and I can't get up. I, I, you have to wait for good news on that one. China reported the slowest pace of industrial production growth since 2002, 5.2%. That's low. They're typically in that six to nine percent range. Germany's IFO Institute lowered the 2019 growth forecast. I'm I got something against Germany, and it, it cropped up in the last two or three years. It's not like a lifelong thing. Like my grandparents weren't French or anything like that, but not a big fan of Germany. Bloomberg reported a summit between President Trump and President. Xi. It's going to be pushed back to late April if it happens at all. Uh oh. Remember how earlier. Last week, we we're like, hey, mar lago has been opened up for, a, it looks like a summit maybe at the end of March. Mm, no, nope. mar lago It's funny. The, uh, uh, how shall we say the, the retreats of the rich and famous, the retreats of the presidents? I remember back in the day when they didn't necessarily have retreats or didn't feel like it. Camp David was the retreat. So, anyway, um, other big stories that are out there today Facebook is under criminal investigation for some of its data deals. Oh, man. I'm telling you, moving into 2020, this is going to be a cycle where we pick on Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. We pick on healthcare companies. We talk about bringing jobs back to America. Kind of the same as it ever was, right? Let's see, there was no inflation today inside of the import prices and export prices in the U.S. that we saw. Prices for non-fuel down six-tenths of a percent. Got it. The first-time unemployment claims came in at a good number again. It feels like years that we've been saying that's a pretty good number. No big swing in data there. What else is out there? Um, GE's bad earnings. At some point in time, bad news is going to be good news with GE. I want to go back to that warning. GE's bad earnings news as good news based on the position that it probably is overly conservative at this point in time given the microscope that GE's under. GE can't say right now, we're going to be stars. We're going to take the city by storm. They're going to love us. Because they've really fallen and they've really embarrassed themselves. So at this point in time, they, they need, yeah, yeah, a little Austin Powers, who was the guy I was trying to think of yesterday. And now it comes to me instantly. I was trying to show you the value of inflation where Dr. Evil was cryogenically frozen and comes out of it and demands... Uh, $1 million, where back in the 1960s, that was a lot of money, but today, that's like, psh, nothing but a thing, right? Right. What a great character. Have you seen Michael Myers? What happened? Holy mackerel. He presented at the Oscars, or Grammys, or one of those recently. Probably the Oscars. And, um, whoa. Dana Carvey? Looks like Dana Carvey. So they did a thing where they brought out Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, you know, the whole Saturday Night Live thing. That's terrible. And, um... Mike Myers has an age problem. So the economy needs more gas, so says Mohammed L. Arian. He's talking to Trump. New home sales fell more than expected. Higher store spending to hit dollar general profit. They're trying to increase the quality of their stores. A little capital X on, their, on themselves investing in the, the properties like McDonald's has done. Have you been into a McDonald's? They're, they're nicer than they used to be. I don't know that saying much, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big seminar coming up. Rare, rare that I'll be in Burlingame. I'm going to be in Burlingame on the 21st. You can find out more at RobBlackShow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or biz. Hello. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I own some real estate in California, um, outside of California. And one of the things I try to do is you know, show you that I like both stocks and real estate. I don't like trading cards. I'm not a big fan of cash because it tends to underperform inflation, although last year cash was a winner. Who would have known that one, right? So there's a lot going on, in my opinion, on Uh, the whole California housing market. A good friend of mine last night at dinner said, hey, me and my family are leaving. We're checking out, we're cashing in, we're taking our chips off the table. Like, you may want to give it one year. He goes, why would I want to give it one year? We're at all-time highs. And I said, well, there's going to be a lot of IPOs this year. A lot of IPOs, including Slack and probably Uber and maybe Lyft and Airbnb, could be. Depends on the health of the overall market and getting these companies out there. When you're trying to raise billions of dollars, you're, you're looking for new investors. You're looking for people who may sell Apple to buy Lyft, they may sell Microsoft and Google to buy Uber. You have to you know, play these right as far as balancing goes. But Lyft disclosed its IPO document, and inside Lyft's IPO document, oh, and by the way, I think all these IPOs create little multimillionaires, and all these little multimillionaires go out and buy property. I think there's one more push in real estate. And then, I have no problem with someone cashing out now. I have no problem with someone cashing out in about two years. But then I, I it's going to be tougher to find a catalyst. So we've gone through a lot of Chinese buying homes in America for cash. We've gone through you know the Facebook, what I would call .com 2.0, .com 1.0, with the companies like Yahoo and Excite and all these companies made little millionaires and they went out and bought real estate and talked about how smart they were uh, when a lot of financial success was lining up in the in the general area more so than the home that you bought. So Lyft generates about the same average revenue for each car ride as it does from each rented bicycle or scooter. This was fascinating reading their uh, IPO paperwork. Their financials show that its average expense for each ride has gone up. So the cost of doing business is uh, impeding more cash on their balance sheet. Page 80 of the IPO filing says there's currently no material difference between the revenue per ride from cars versus bicycles and scooters. Who would have known? The company's average revenue per ride was $3.75 in the fourth quarter. And you think about that, people don't pay much to rent a scooter for a mile or two, but you don't hire a driver to drive you on a scooter. Although I may patent that idea. That's right, that's right. I'm gonna come up with a limousine scooter service. I know, I know you're saying genius, Rob, genius. So Lyft's economics scooter and bike rentals is good news but the car business is bad news think about all the money and effort Lyft puts into dangling incentives in front of drivers trying to get them to go to certain areas at certain times of the day trying to get new recruits trying to tune algorithms to better match supply and demand so driver support they're all trying to do it with their operation centers they're setting up car leasing programs they're getting some legal disputes involved. So the company ends up about the same amount of money when a person rents over $4 during a scooter for 15 minutes, which requires far less company resources. So you can see why the scooternomics is working. It's going to be an interesting IPO. Lyft doesn't break out costs quite effectively. It discloses enough to calculate at this point. The company spent about $4.31 per ride on insurance, processing credit card payments, customer support staff, investments in driverless cars advertising other expenses they're showing us their costs and it's about four dollars and 31 cents per ride um when companies like uh clothing companies like a banana republic when they slash prices 30 to 40 percent, sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing maybe it's winter clothing and it's uh, sitting here in march and it's suddenly 58 60 degrees and who wants a sweater at this point in time? So you have to start looking at discounting and, and marketing costs. And you know companies like Lyft and Uber are just doing tons of marketing. The company's growing fast. Question is on Lyft is, will investors say, I want this one, or do they want Uber, or do they want both? Lyft and Uber are aiming for big old fat valuations. Um, so we need to look at their revenue, cost, of economics. And aren't you a little surprised that they make the same amount of money? on a scooter as they do on a drive for the record i've never rented a scooter i should throw that out there uh i know i know um a couple friends of mine work in emergency rooms and uh they're saying the scooter accidents is like the big thing now with kids it's trampolines with adults it's it's scooter accidents which that does not sound like fun to me exactly thank you very much I'm not Black, talking all things financial. Taking a look at some of the other data out there today. U.S. single-family home sales fell. Doing my own sound effects. Um, single-family homes fell more than expected in January, suggesting the housing market weakness is persisting. Um, new home sales are drawn from permits and tend to be volatile on a month-to-month basis. Fortumilla affordability remains a challenge especially at the lower end of the market even as mortgage rates have dropped it's worthy of note got expensive lumber out there you got land and labor shortages wow i had a roofing issue out of state and uh they're so busy a roofing company got back to me and said we could put you on for 2020 and if someone cancels before then i'll let you know i'm like oh okay i'm just gonna sit here for a year and a half and let the rain come into my home thank you So there's some signs of weaknesses out there. Signs of weakness, not weaknesses. Wow, sometimes I I talk out loud and I go, where did I get that from? Weaknesses. Disney's takeover of Fox is in its final stages. That's out there. Apple's going to do something with media and subscription services. We're thinking movie services, and we're also thinking um, some sort of like uh, magazine services. So A lot of people are starting to get excited I don't want you to get excited, but a lot of people are starting to get excited uh, about this movie thing that everyone's going to be dealing with. Disney Plus, maybe Apple will have a subscription service. How will it be different? What's it going to look like? Will it underperform? A lot of analysts are upgrading. Big seminar coming up in Burlingame. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I don't get a lot of calls anymore. I think that's kind of dying in radio, the call-in show. It's kind of sad because uh, back when I used to do stock talk. I'd get 20 calls an hour, and it was just fun. Buy, sell, or hold. What do you think about Lyft's new coming-up IPO? I'm like, not that excited. I'd rather buy a scooter company. If The same costs are going to be tied towards the same profits are going to be tied towards the number of scooters rented versus the number of cars picked up. I'd rather have a leaner company than a fat company. Spotify is filing an antitrust complaint over Apple. This is going to be interesting if it gets any traction. Take a look at what happened to Microsoft in the 1990s when they're like well we're just gonna see this little company called netscape who's doing this internet browser thing and wow look at the success they're having maybe we'll just build one ourselves and call it microsoft edge or the internet explorer and we'll build it right into our operating system and people won't even need netscape (laughs) and sure enough they got the antitrust people a little bit into a tizzy then you get into the whole thing with Outlook and how much of a racket that was and paying for the software and microsoft office they've done a good job turning around their image and getting people to subscribe remember that's one of the big investment themes that we talk about on the show subscriptions and i have outlook online or office 365 whatever you want to call it and i have to pay it every month or i lose it every year i lose it Got a big seminar coming up in Burlingame with CFP Chad Burton. It's going to be on the 21st, 6.30 to 8.30. It's a Thursday evening. Come spend time with me, Rob Black. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get it free. If you've never been to an event, it's in Burlingame. Let's talk to Chad Burton right now about some of the concepts that he sees
2: out there in the world of investing. Chad? This is the case for emerging market stocks in the next three to five years, if not even sooner especially since 2018 was so rough on emerging market stocks. The reason why is because the dollar was rallying a lot. And that's a really tough scenario for emerging market stocks, because money flows out of those countries into the U.S. dollar to protect it, right? If you're in a country where your currency is falling, you want to get your money out of that country into the U.S. dollar to protect it. And so, that can be really rough on emerging market stocks, which is what happened. But a lot of people are calling for a turnaround in that situation because the dollar is stalling out. Now, I guess it depends on against what you're comparing the dollar to, but a lot of it has to do with debt issues. Jeffrey Gunlock, who is now the bond king, especially with the awkward retirement of Bill Gross, Um, you know, uh, I'll get into that later, but the... He he was talking about. Um, he kind of put out this report. This I think I guess it was a video. i was reading the transcript of it, but he's talking about the U.S. interest expenses. Um, the U.S. interest expense is projected by the Congressional Budget Office, and it's projected to explode higher starting yesterday. He said he's referring to CBO projections. That's the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO. That interest costs will grow from representing about 1.25 percent of the gross domestic product in 2015 to 3 percent in 2030. Plus, the budget deficit itself could grow to 11 to 13 percent of GDP, and that's starting to get more attention. And then he turned to President Donald Trump, whose election that he predicted. And when he said that, I was like, "Um, mm, I don't think that's going to happen," but it did. It's really shocking that the president ran on the promise of eliminating the national debt, and here it is at 22 trillion, and going higher by about 1.5 trillion a year in a growing economy. Gunlock also highlighted the growth in the trade deficit over the past two years, from 500 billion to 600 billion. He said Donald Trump is a 100 billion dollar man, um, and that's the case. You know, I have told you guys for a while. Sometimes I'll say things, and I get emails that. People think I hate Trump, and then sometimes I get emails of people think that I love Trump. What I like is fiscal responsibility. I was for some of the things that were going to happen, like a tax simplification situation. If you go into retirement and you look at taxes, you have wacky, wacky situations. You have capital gains brackets, you have income brackets, you have Social Security taxes, which determine if you take one half of your Social Security plus all your other income plus half of your or half of your Social Security plus all your other income, including tax-free bonds, if that money's over a certain amount, then then 50% of your Social Security ta- is taxable. And if it's over another certain amount, 85% of your Social Security is taxable. Then if you have certain income, your Medicare Part B starts to go up. I mean, there's so much crazy garbage in the tax code. It's its own industry in itself, and, it, and that creates uncertainty. And then all Congress did is a tax cut is, number one, cut taxes which we really didn't need, we needed simplification so that businesses could go out with certainty and grow and prosper, pr- prosper and higher, versus a temporary boost to the economy. And now, we're starting to see things like these budget deficits. And it's a, it's an issue, and it's concerning, and it's not sustainable. If you just look at the math behind it, it's not sustainable. Now, again, like I've said before, I'm not worried about, you know if you're 50 or older, and thinking about Social Security, I'm not worried about it for you. If anything happens in your lifetime, we've already seen the the, <laughs> the government has the ability to print money. Our debt to GDP ratio is still way behind that of, uh, say, Japan. But I am worried for my kids and the great grandkids. What we do when it comes to Social Security for people um, that we're doing financial plans for, so. We have several different certified financial planners, but we have different assumptions that we all use and agree on. So, when it comes to Social Security, when people are under 40 years old, we do not project any Social Security benefits at all. None. None at all. We want people to be able to retire without it because if it's there, it'll be replaced by higher taxes. It's just not sustainable the way it is over that length of time. Then if people are kind of between 41 to 47 years old, we might assume that they get age 62 benefits. Because you can start Social Security as early as age 62, but we assume that they won't get that number. So when you get your Social Security statement, you see two, a couple of different numbers on it. If you start Social Security at 62, if you start it at your full retirement age which for most people is is now considered to be 67. Or you can wait until you're 70. So, what we do is we take the age 62 number, we start those benefits at age 68, and assume zero cost of living adjustments. If you're born between, if you're age 48 to 55, we'll take that number at 62, we'll start it at 68, and assume a 1% cost of living adjustment. If you're over 56, then we'll kind of start to use normal numbers with a... Really low cost of living adjustment, if anything at all. And part of it has to do with the debt that we have. Now, our demographics, like I've said before, are much better than Japan. We have um, a millennial population that is larger, supposedly, than the baby boomer population. So, that's support. That's people coming into the workforce. Within 10 years, they're going to be at the higher end of their earnings. It's going to be supporting Social Security. And people are going to be okay. That's why we use those assumptions. Um, but, and personally, I don't use it at all. I, you know, and we run scenarios all the time, like what if Social Security goes away? So I'm going to talk about Social Security in the next segment because that's CFP Chad Burton, Mr. Burton. He'll be at the big event
1: next Thursday. Wow. Is that seven days from now? That's seven days from now. You can sign up at Rob Black's show, use the code radio25, or you can go to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up there, use the code RADIO25, and um, get some good downloadables while you're there. Apple is throwing around their money right now, acquiring little companies here and little companies there. Nothing that ever really makes headline news, but again, it shows you they're going after machine learning. They're trying to boost their artificial intelligence group. Um, not a big acquisition, but a company called Laserlike was bought recently, and um It shows you, A, that Apple's got money, and B, that sometimes they buy research and development. So the Siri team at Apple has been a bit of a mess, to say the least, when compared to Google's assistant and Amazon's assistant. So Siri's been fraught with political infighting and leadership issues. So trying to acquire a handful of companies used for improving Siri makes a little bit of sense if you believe in the voice assistant and doing things like... Looking at your web pages to figure out what web pages to recommend to you. Look at your shopping to maybe recommend what shopping you're looking into. Laserlight could help Siri learn more about its users' habits and make the voice assistant more personalized. So that's out there today. I don't think that's that big of a story, but um, Apple got a really nice upgrade from Cowan today, saying it's $220 stock. They think service businesses is an investable long term theme. Uh, they see good earnings per share growth, they see good demand levels on replacement phones. Product launch catalysts out there, capital returns sharing some of their money with their investors, and that all helps give them a, a positive profile. Two hundred twenty dollars, Cowen really long research report this morning that came out, and uh, I just boiled it down there for you as fast as I could. Hope that worked for you. Big conference coming up, March twenty, March 9, uh, March twenty fifth. It's an Apple special event where they're going to probably launch some sort of new product, whether it be a magazine book subscription kind of thing and or movie kind of thing we'll find out find me online at com. don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to find it now at kdow.biz or on the kdow radio app what a strange world we live in we're eventually going to hurl into the sun and everything will be gone and yet we work as hard as we can Make a little bit of money so that we can retire nicely before we die. You see crazy stories about humic trafficking. You see horrible stories out there on a regular basis about what evil things people do to small children. It upsets me. What people do to animals, it upsets me. And yet, I'll eat a steak. Speaking of eating steaks, vigilantes have killed 44 people. Authorities are cracking down on cattle trading and illegal slaughterhouses in India. Trying to protect India's sacred cows is dividing voters. I know you're saying in the United States we're 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 dividing voters. Maybe sometimes between uh, um, the haves and the have-nots. Maybe sometimes you're looking at you know cultural issues. Uh, police officers, you know, using a little bit too much force more often than not makes into the media. But in a country with 1.3 billion people. It is almost 80% Hindu. It's the home to the world's third largest Muslim population. Cow vigilantes have killed at least 44 people. I know you're saying, is a cow vigilante exactly what I think it is? It is. The cows aren't going to get up and pick up a gun and kill people who kill their, their kind. So people will do it for them. The difficulty of selling cows for slaughter has angered some dairy farmers who relied on the sales for extra income and disrupted the, uh, the country's leather and meat industries. So, sacred cows... And a voting issue. And you're talking about big, big dollars, right? You got to admit, it's kind of fun being in the financial media world, in my, in my opinion. So other big stories out there of note. Esports are growing in popularity. Advertisers are coming to play. You tend to go to where the action is, and part of where the action is is in video games. I've got a producer now who's a millennial. The last one was a baby boomer. No, he was Generation X. Maybe I've had a baby boomer in there, and I'm always interested in like what people do and what people think, and I always talk to my friends and try to get, you know, some of the coveted information out there. But video gaming has blossomed into a multi-billion-dollar industry, and esports digital ad revenue will pass 200 million this year, maybe next year, and then you get media rights, ticket sales, merchandising, corporate sponsors. Increased 25% to 178 million this year. Another 20% gross, uh, growth income is expected the year after. So, this is the wild, wild west. This is the time to be selling the pick and axes. This is the same time to be throwing down land and buying it in the esports world. Are you ready for that? Oh, let's see. What was there? There's the Overwatch League, and this is worthy of note because. If you're too busy to stay on top of this stuff, it might surprise you. The trajectory of Activision Blizzard's Overwatch League, which opened its second season last month, offers a compelling proof point. The Pro League expanded to 20 teams in the U.S., China, and Europe. Its owners. Who owns these teams? None other than people like New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. He owns the Boston franchise. The Denver Nuggets owner, Stan Kroenke, owns Los Angeles Gladiators. I know, esports leagues, right? The New York Mets chief operating officer, a guy named Fred Wilpon, he's heading up the New York team for the Overwatch League. So, some big players in sports and media jumping in. Meg Whitman uh, is co-owner of the Atlanta team, formerly of HP Enterprises. So, the Overwatch League final last year at Barclays Center, it sold out and it was televised on ESPN. I've watched some crazy stuff on ESPN, right? At one point in time, you're like watching uh, fishing shows. You're like, wow, why am I watching a fishing show? And you don't really get it. And this guy's a star celebrity fishing guy. And you're like, I just wasted 30 minutes of my life. One day, I want to quit what I'm doing now and become a writer for a fishing show. I've got some ideas on how to punch up the script. But elsewhere out there, um, the finals sold out at Barclay Center it was on ESPN. And I, like I said, we've I've seen some pretty crazy stuff on ESPN. Have you watched like um, those little Red Bull airplanes race each other? And they're doing it like right in a downtown city and they're, they're going under bridges. And you're like, this doesn't look safe. Maybe that's what we love about it. It's kind of like the whole MMA kind of thing as well, right? Uh, it's... It's, it's even crazier than boxing. A sport where people get into a ring and beat each other's heads. MMA is even crazier. So this shouldn't surprise you. Um, what we're willing to watch. And you know, ESPN needs the revenue. And they need to go where the eyeballs are. And if, if Barclays Center is selling out to a bunch of nerdy kids with pimples playing video games, ESPN would be a fool not to sell advertising into the demand for whatever they're watching or whatever they're playing and for the record i'm not calling video game players nerdy kids who are greasy and slimy and got pimples i'm not saying that um but let's just say the body odor of young men <laughs> all gathering at a sporting event not nice this event been brought to you by right guard i always thought airlines should um hand out right guard or some sort of deodorant doesn't that sound like a really good idea for a company who wants to get their deodorant well-known, pass it out? Then your flight's a little bit more pleasant. Anyhow, uh, college admission scandal is sparking a $500 billion lawsuit. Whoa, you've heard about it, Lori Loughlin. You've heard about it. People buying their way into college, rich kids. $500 billion civil lawsuit was filed in San Francisco after 45 defendants uh, basically say they've had emotional distress. And they've been defrauded, and they want rights to a fair chance at entrance into college. <laughs> this lawsuit's not going to get that far. You can find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter, Roblox Show, YouTube, Roblox Show.